Hello, and welcome back to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. Hope you're having a great Friday morning. Um, yeah, we're broadcasting live today from unceded Musqueam and Coast Salish territory from the UBC campus in Vancouver, BC. Real World is part of the UBC Film Society. Um, we try to connect with other clubs and campus organizations through film. And usually it's just me and a bunch of friends talking about movies we like every week. Um, yeah, I'm your host, Alex, and today I am super, super lucky to have two wonderful people in the studio with me, my wonderful roommate, Bex. Hello. <laughs> and our special friend, Reed. <laughs> Hello. Um, Reed's been on the show before last year for our Guy Madden edition. Um, he's a proud Winnipeg Er, <laughs> that's correct yeah. that's the one um yeah so today we're gonna be talking about um marriage story which we saw last night as part of um this year's vancouver international film festival we watched it at the center downtown um yeah shout out to vif for providing me and bex with yeah, free tickets great. to that that was excellent and cried a lot <laughs> we cried a lot <laughs> yeah i think we're all really excited to talk about this one it was definitely like a heavy hitter um, yeah. I had seen like some of Noah Baumbach's movies, actually only Francis Ha, just kidding. But I guess I went into it with kind of like an open mind. For um, sure. but yeah, I thought we could start from the beginning. Um, so just, yeah, some background, it's starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson as the lead characters. Um, they're a married couple, but we kind of watched throughout the movie, their marriage disintegrating, um, and especially the role of the legal system in how their relationship falls apart and, um, yeah, how things just kind of fizzle out for them in all its glory. Um, so I wanted to start with the opening scene, which is kind of a – it's each character reading a list of things they like about the other person. And this is – you know, they had to do this because of their uh, mediator for their separation. So it starts with – I think with Charlie, who's played by Adam Driver, saying right. what he loves about Nicole, mm -hmm. and each each description has these very nostalgic, cute montages of really beautiful, yeah, of each of the mm -hmm. characters. Um, so I think this really lays a lot of groundwork for who each of the characters are, and also kind of what their relationship has looked like up yeah. until this point. You can hear that they really respect each other mm -hmm. and love each other in those words. Yeah, and so then it's surprising that the next scene that it immediately cuts to is them you know in, in the mediator's yeah. office in yeah. a very unstable place neither of um, them actually wanted to read those words out exactly loud to but each other. but we as viewers get to get hear to that. hear them and get yeah. to see like all the visuals that come with that and all the memories and stuff so yeah i was curious like what you guys thought about that what was your take on that beginning scene i i thought it was great i thought it really inserted us into the relationship um and it allowed us to relate to them and understand where they're at. Mm -hmm. And I think cutting to that mediator scene, we can see the tension and the anger and where each person is at in their relationship. And I don't know, it's a great intro to a tough, like, divorce or start of a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a tone setter. Um, yeah. Like, it said, like, these are what these two people think about each other now. And, and from a storytelling perspective, too, it was super easy to just like hear two characters here's almost everything about them and like this is what they do this is what they are this is what they act like like mm -hmm. it was really easy to sort yeah. of see that and just lay it all out in the right. first like eight minutes yeah and, and so not like, in a way that felt super no, exactly. gimmicky no, exactly. or yeah. in, in um, like really... too much information right at no. the start it, it felt very like natural yeah. and i think also because we'd watch the trailer right which uses that same premise right. um mm -hmm. the trailer is split into two parts where the mm. first part is charlie saying mm. what he loves about nicole and then vice versa um just kind of shortened versions of that yeah i hadn't seen the trailer even oh okay yeah, wow so you really went in with an <laughs> open mind yeah. i had watched the trailer multiple times because i loved it that much yeah. um so yeah getting to see that kind of played out longer in the beginning of the movie i was like whoa yeah oh no that made me really excited as mm -hmm. well <laughs> um yeah from but, there yeah. I just wanted to add that they have a son. Oh, yeah. And this that's as well. And that's kind of a big <laughs> Contention piece. Point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In their 
custody. And- right. So some a little more background is both of them are very involved in like theater, theater world. So Charlie is a director um, and he directs a lot of theater productions that Nicole stars in. Um, and she originally started as more of like a television movie actor and then moved to New York um, after meeting him and kind of has just been part of his world yeah, thus kind of far. Star sort of thing. And, right. Yeah. So when we're kind of tuning into their relationship at this point, um, she is going back to Los Angeles to start a pilot for a show. Um, so and he's just getting a show onto Broadway, a theater production. So their careers are kind of going in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas previously, it kind of it was very big into like avant garde sort of mm-hmm. work, like off off Broadway. It's a pretty small troupe, so like yeah. doing the whole Broadway thing. Right. So both of them are making it big in yeah, their own exactly. ways. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have a child in the middle. So like, and then like comes the conflict. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a big conflict. But. Yeah, is like protecting their son, Henry, and kind of, yeah, avoiding putting him through too much stress. He's, I don't know how old he is, actually. I'd say just over 10, kind mm, of. Like a little younger, I think. Yeah, but he's so small, yeah. and he can't read, so. Yeah, he's still learning True. how to read. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, that was a yeah. big dead giveaway yeah, of his good, age. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, so I guess going from that beginning part where we're seeing, you know, both sides of them, um, what are your thoughts kind of throughout the film following each of the characters, like how much screen time are each of them getting or how much emphasis is being put on kind of their side of the story? Yeah. I I feel that like Noah Baumbach did a really good, like he captured each character really well. He sat, like the camera sat on them while they gave these long monologues mm-hmm. so that we understood where they were coming from. I think the big intro to Nicole and how she's been feeling about Charlie was when she met with Nora, her lawyer, um, for the first time. And the entire shot is just of Nicole talking about the relationship. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Long. Mm-hmm. I wish I had like a timer or something to actually know how long it was. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just really sucked me in, I guess. Which is almost parallel to kind of like the end when uh, Charlie's doing his like big mo- uh, music montage too yeah. just one shot slowly zooming in mm-hmm. um but like a three four minute song which is a full song yeah and, and it's finally and emotions. it's finally his kind of his besides maybe the fight like his first moment of like expressing everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting parallel yeah he was very calm when we when we saw him and like in scenes where the camera rested it on him he was very like I don't know if it was rational or just thinking about how he can keep his son mm-hmm. and respect Nicole. But we see that that both things can't happen when lawyers get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought, I mean, even going into the, going into watching the movie, I don't know. I guess I, I personally don't have experience, you know, with my parents being divorced um, and just like, legal matters of any kind so I I mean I'm not a legal expert at all but I was just curious like I guess how realistic those situations are Mm. of course it's going to be like more amped up it's a movie and like those characters are definitely meant to portray kind of the worst aspects of divorce lawyers Mm. but you know the intensity to which um like Nora who is Nicole's lawyer calls Charlie and basically tells him if you don't reply, you know, if you don't lawyer up, um, you're going to lose custody of your son. And yeah. all of these really, really serious threats, basically, that yeah. that he doesn't believe that Nicole is being represented fairly. Like, that's not what Nicole wants for their relationship and for their family. Yet, you know, these lawyers have the ability to say those things. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, okay in that. Yeah. I think it was. I mean, it throughout i think it did a really good job of just staying quite realistic to be honest uh, like it, it portraying those sort of emotions that happen when you make a decision and things kind of go on beyond your control in a sense um because when you start bringing in third parties and you know, laws get involved and everything coding and where you live and you have a son like those mm-hmm. things start to get difficult um yeah and i think there's a little bit of an implication maybe um, Nicole and 
Charlie are on the phone and he kind of explains to her what Nora had said and and she was like, you know, we should just let the lawyers handle this. Yeah. And like this is their job, this is what they do. Um, so it, it's kind of a removal of responsibility from yourself, right? To have to sort through all of the kind of like dirty work of detangling your lives and leaving it to somebody else, but at what cost? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I <laughs> I was just so, yeah, really blown away by the law aspect of yeah, all of it. Too. And then Charlie does get eventually get a lawyer who's, I think he was an entertainment lawyer and then retired and then moved into family law. Uh, but he's so, so different than Nora. I don't mm. remember his name, actually, the name of that character. Um, yeah, the, the older lawyer. Bert or something. Bob. Bob. Bob I'm just throwing around like old man names here. Um, But he is a lot more authentic, I guess, and says things like, you know, I see you as a person and I I also want to see Nicole as a person. Like you guys aren't just, you know, numbers in this system or just another like case to get through or this or that settlement. Um, He does really like see them as people and understands that it is a horrible process and is very kind of reassuring to Charlie that you're going to get through it and it it is really bad but you're going to come out on the other side and like you have time on your side you'll still get to see your son yeah I think the big one was like think about your son don't think about each Mm -hmm. other like in the end it's not about you even though everything's so personal right it's about their son yeah I feel like we've had a conversation about this before right I don't remember it was related to some like other movie or talk or something like that I went to sit in on a family court right that's what it is wow okay the the perfect person to be on the show yeah what happens (laughs) and it was it was really interesting to see the mom and dad sitting on different sides of the court Mm -hmm. and talking about their children and who's going to take them to karate and who's going to take them on the weekends during the week and it was really formal but you could just like feel the tension and the loss and the love in the room. Right. Um, and I think Noah was really good at capturing that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. between in each setting, like having a lawyer speak for you, like what you were saying and keeping the personal out of it, kind of making it very contractual mm-hmm. and just term like, but it is so intimate and in their life and to have someone mediate it and sit through it it's like a little bit painful. And I think that was a big realization for Charlie when Nora was like, Nicole is saying that she could have full custody. And he mm-hmm. was like, Nicole's never said that to me. Yeah. And she was like, Nicole wants to live in LA. He's like, Nicole never said that to me. Mm-hmm. So he's like, what do I believe? Um, but this lawyer is being paid a lot of money to get money from him and get custody from him. So he's got to just roll with it and find right. a lawyer for himself. And he's hearing all of these thoughts from Nicole, but through someone else's mouth yeah so and yeah a lot of these things he's hearing for the first time are in the courtroom Mm -hmm. um yeah Um, the the whole courtroom scene that was probably one of the most difficult scenes for me to watch for sure um yeah like really really hard so both sides are kind of like throwing stuff at each other that nicole and charlie had each told their lawyers like Like, even very personal mm -hmm. things that that like we as viewers have seen throughout the movie like nicole has you know a glass of wine and she kind of stumbles down Mm. the stairs yeah um but then that comes up in court yeah to be used to portray her as an irresponsible parent um so it's it's things we catch as viewers right but we're not thinking about them in that way but suddenly they're being used as as weapons against each other Mm -hmm. yeah the big one was that charlie had an affair like um, one one night thing but with someone in his theater company mm-hmm. so that's the one that kept circling back um yeah that was interesting but it wasn't a prime focus like it didn't diminish his character at all but it was something that was really prominent in how nicole saw him and how other people saw him mm-hmm. i mean i guess it depends who's watching too like how much it would diminish his character right? yeah maybe for some people they're like oh, okay that's it that's the end all like deal breaker mm. um but I think by the 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 way it was told is like we follow Charlie a lot more than we follow Nicole. Nicole kind of walks into his apartment that he gets in L.A. And so you, I found that I was sympathetic for both sides, mm-hmm. but knew more about what Charlie was going through than what Nicole was going through. Yeah, that's kind of circling back to like the original question. Like it was it was sort of like majority charlie or charlie's perspective in a way um 
I think there's there's more given about Charlie. I found personally. Interesting. Um, I don't know if I felt that way, honestly. Mm, like yeah. I felt much more attached to Nicole and like it was a lot easier for me to become angry with Charlie mm. and to find him at fault for yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was easier to be more sympathetic to Nicole and even though maybe she did have less, you know, time spent on her and less emphasis, Yeah. but I guess the more, yeah, the more and more I hear her side of it, and and you see the way Charlie acts as well, is yeah, that he no. very much fits the description that Nicole sets, yeah. Yeah. the way that they argue and everything like that. He totally invalidates yeah. everything that she says, and um, yeah, just really kind of undermines her. And that was sort of a switching point too, as well at that point, like because up until that point, you, you do know about the like one night stand or the cheating or whatever and and then and but like there's still a lot of the emphasis is still on him and mm-hmm. he's going through all this thing with with the son um but it's still at that point you realize that there is a b- bit more like you know he's not as worthy of sympathy as you might think kind of you have to kind of look at both sides and that really like lays it out there Right. Um, if you hadn't already got it before that, mm-hmm. but it is a sort of back and forth thing. Like nobody's perfect, obviously. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of looking yeah. at that. Um, I think we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk more about marriage story. We're getting we're getting real deep in the in the nitty gritty. Um, but yeah, we'll be right back. Yeah. 
in this federal election. Pretty please? Please? Actually, no. You know what? F*** this. I'm not gonna beg you. Get the f*** out there and vote. This is your right and your responsibility. Don't give me that political apathy bullshit. Uh, what's the point? We're in a climate crisis, an opioid crisis, and a housing crisis. Your vote can actually do something about those things. We know the system is messed up, so let's fix it. Start by voting. Election day is October 21st. To register, find early voting dates, and any other info, please, please visit elections.ca. Indie rockers Rara Riot play the Biltmore Cabaret on November 2nd. Tickets are on sale now at eventbrite.ca and Red Cat Records. Presented by MRG Concerts, CITR Radio, and Discorder Magazine.
welcome back to the real world on CITR 101.9 FM. Um, you just heard Take Care by Sasami and then Love Again by Melt. We are back with Rebecca, Reed, and myself, Alex, talking Ooh. about marriage story. Um, so we left off talking about, um, I guess, yeah, how we see the different sides through Nicole's perspective or through Charlie's and kind of who we sympathize with more and things like that. Um, I thought there is a very important scene in the movie um, that's very, I don't know, I guess there's just like a lot of build up to this moment, you know, where they're not completely communicating what they need and what they feel like has been missing and things like that. Um, so there's a moment where um, after Charlie has kind of quote move to LA he's just got an apartment um just so he can be close to his son and things like that Nicole comes over to talk and it's just the most like insane fight scene yeah. ever <laughs> starts really maturely though like they sit down and they're like I don't really know where to start and mm -hmm. it's like they really wanted to handle it in a super mature way but because everything is so personal and they're telling each other things that are so personal it becomes tense and everything a little more heightened right it started with about this was um prior to the uh or no i know after yeah prior after the court as well so mm -hmm. those things had been said already right these things have been kind of laid out and i think it started with that about uh, like like why would you say that and like why was that brought up and and then it kind of went from there and into both of them expressing how much they want to like take care of Henry and keep Henry. Mm -hmm. And then it just exploded um, with a lot more personal uh, about like their relationship and where they are and why they're there and, mm -hmm. and how they got there and what it means to one another. I think things that needed to be said. But sure. a long time ago. A long a lot, yeah, time ago. True, exactly. The like yeah. build up of so many things and yeah, I mean, Charlie punches a hole in the wall. Um, they're, like, moving throughout. The movement throughout the house is amazing. Like, going to... Yeah, the blocking is... Yeah, yeah. Charlie is yelling, talking to her from a bedroom. She's in the living room, but we can still see him. Um, and then he comes out, and just, like, how close they are, and the, the anger and the hand movements, the gestures, everything just shows us how, how tense this is. Mm -hmm. And then the end it just blows out of proportion he's like i wish you were dead um yeah and that i mean throughout i think you and i were both crying it was just a very <laughs> emotional we are so close to their faces that we can just feel what's happening and feel the emotion mm -hmm. um and we're also inserted in the room with them walking around just going through the argument um but that last that last sentence of like i wish you were dead really hit home i think yeah and then charlie just starts sobbing and he's you know on the floor just crying and we've never seen him this emotional up until this point mm -hmm. like he has kept it pretty yeah he's kind of, of reserved and yeah. calm um but we finally see him snap and and yeah. nicole seeing this you know she goes over and kind of like rubs his back and he like clings to her legs yeah it was a yeah it was a so strange. I think it was a full circle moment. It was almost a full circle moment, but it it kind of it, it was it was weird to watch. It was like was he after saying all those things, was he regretting saying them or was it just like obviously it it does take a lot out of you to sort of express that and mm -hmm. and and you may not like what you said, but it's like are these tears obviously they're real but for other reasons, but like why does it need that comfort again from her? And like after mm -hmm. he's just said all those things and like it's, it's, it's interesting. To yeah. It makes you think a lot about like what, what we can and can't take back <laughs> after something's been said like that. And I don't feel like I've ever had like a crazy screaming fight with anybody like that necessarily, not even with my parents or brothers or something where anything was said that was, you know, irreversibly damaging. No. Um, but I think, yeah, they really, really, really push that limit. And so I, I do think, like, his tears are coming from a place of, like, 
I just said way too much. I crossed too many lines. Like I hurt this person that I did love, you know, at some point. And in some ways, like I will always love them too, but we're, you know, at each other's necks now. Like, how did we get here? I feel like that's, that's why I would cry in that situation. It's just like, how did we get to this point? And like, is there any way out of it? Like, can I stop hating you? I love you, but I hate you. It might've been a point of, of realization of that. It's like, this is, this is it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, after that sort of point, like there is no going back kind of what, well, if there are any was, but it's a realization of like, we do uh, need lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of. Lawyer, yeah. 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 I guess it's like it, you yeah. can maybe make it without lawyers, but then as soon as you like introduce them and things get that tense and heated, then like you need them to get out of it mm-hmm. basically. But maybe if they had never gotten them in the first place, like, they yeah. could have gotten yeah, how, through, yeah, how could have it worked maybe, yeah. but, but they just were too far gone. The, the only thought on that is, uh, like, I'm thinking about a, a large part of the narrative was um, Nicole kind of going along with what Charlie wanted in, in a lot of ways. Um, and I think without the lawyers, too, like, I think that sort of, like, if they had a personal agreement or things like that that it, it kind of may have continued down that road as well mm-hmm. um yeah i think just Nora based on their char- just based on their characters right she and needed kind of like external strength to exactly. like support her mm-hmm. to make yeah. her own decisions yeah. and and we definitely see nora as a kind of instigator of that for nicole right telling her like you don't need him you need this of course, um yeah. you're allowed to feel this way you should have a voice you should have a say in this <clears throat> and that's a new kind of voice for Nicole. You know, yeah. that's not what she's been told I don't think, so like, far. This is just personally, but I think she was good and bad too, though. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, like she just, she had, obviously it was good. She needed to have her give her that push, but mm-hmm. it was also like um, near the end when she's like, oh, you won. Like we got 55%. You know, I didn't want him to have 50. Kind of that sort of just that extra push, like for, for self-gratification too. Right. You saw it because the way she talks about her own divorce, Nora, and mm-hmm. the way that she got what she wanted. So it's very like projecting. It was very, it was mm-hmm. quite projecting onto onto right Nicole. So. Yeah. So at the end there, um, with the all the settlements done and whatever, um, Nora had gotten fifty five percent custody for Nicole and forty five percent for Charlie. That's just to clarify. He when he was in L A. Yeah. yeah. Um. To which Nicole was like, "That's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I want it to be fifty fifty. Um." She respects him as a parent, you know, and thinks that he deserves that time, mm-hmm. which considering everything that happened, you know, that's a pretty, pretty good outcome. She could not be like that. And she yeah. could be very, you know, not generous with the time with Henry. But Nicole and uh, Nora kind of flips it into like a, a strong woman sense of like, you earn that. You earn that extra day of the mm-hmm. week, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. And Nicole's like, yeah, OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the end. and I, I guess we don't really get clarification and we just assume that it stayed 55 percent, 45 percent. But then I guess we see them working. Work yeah, out. Like, yeah, yeah, that was really case nice. by yeah. case yeah. kind yeah, of exactly. thing. Where Which is nice. It was. It is nice. It did have a good ending. Yeah, too. it was a lot better than I thought it would be. Honestly, I thought it'd be still really, really tense and just end on the note that like this is what life is like mm-hmm. and this is kind of their reality forever. Um, but it wasn't. At all. I don't know. In the end, like, Charlie and Henry are leaving, and Nicole's like, whoa, wait up. And she ties Charlie's shoe for him while he's, Mm -hmm. like, holding Henry, so his hands are full. She cuts his hair at one point. Yeah. So there's still these, like, tiny acts of care and tenderness that still live there that I don't think will go away. Can never go away. Which, like... It's nice. Yeah, as sad as the circumstances are and as kind of heart-wrenching as all of it was... There is, you know, a little bit of a silver lining there. Yeah. Which is sweet. <laughs> no, yeah, there was a lot of times that, like, it, like throughout, it was just, for me, it was just kind of quite depressing, like, just going through it, if, despite them being some sort of levity or some comedic levity. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things that I didn't personally, like, find funny either, maybe just as, like, relating to the story, but... And I, we were talking about this kind of yesterday yeah. about how like being in the theater too and having other people laugh at things about this 
in these situations where it is it can be funny um and that's also like a way to kind of deal with yeah you're what's what's being coping. what's being said on and like kind of a coping thing and mm-hmm. where like i personally wasn't feeling like laughing at those moments and and so like watching in a big theater with 100 people who are like laughing at a moment where i'm like wow that's really sad like yeah <laughs> it's kind of strange you know I think we we're, were sharing like other situations we'd rather watch it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. like at home, so on our computer, or just <laughs> in your bed. Yeah, no. Maybe that's how we're meant to feel because we're so intimate with these characters by the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard to share that moment with, with other people. Them. Yeah, like, let alone other people yeah, in the theater. But it's it's interesting too because it is produced by Netflix. Um. So like they predominantly made it for going um watching at home Mm -hmm. and streaming at home um so like did they Mm -hmm. did did bombach have that in mind as as a personal story that you're kind of meant to watch in that personal setting um but like it's obviously in theaters now because of because of netflix doing their their theater thing so that they can get awards and stuff Mm -hmm. um but uh that's a really good point yeah so like it's only in theaters for, well, it was at a few festivals. It was at, it played at Venice and it played at New York. Um, it's a more limited time. But it's frame. quite limited. It's, it's only in, it's only in, it's not getting a wide release. It's okay. in, it's in, on Netflix in a couple weeks. Which, I guess in a way is a wide release. Yeah. No, <laughs> it is. That's 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 yeah. Pretty wide. No, of course, but like, <laughs> not it's not same. getting a run in, in your, your major theaters. Um, but still lots of people will see it mm-hmm. because it's going on Netflix in a couple of weeks and yeah. people can watch it in their homes how they like. At the same time, though, when I think about watching it at home, I don't know. I just feel like I would look at their home and the places they're having these arguments and, like, bringing that into my own home mm. is also a little bit daunting of a thought. Like, yeah. I guess at the theater I can be a little bit more removed, right? It's yeah. I'm not in, like, my house and it feels a little bit more impersonal. I'm kind of in their house or part of their life. But if I take that home, you know, with my with my roommate or with whoever I'm living with or my partner, like how do I how do I absorb that in my own space? Right. We'll have to watch it at home and see. Oh yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll get back to you. We're, we won't be friends anymore. <laughs> Just be crying. But, but yeah, at least I could cry freely. Yeah, and like it it depends. Like there's a lot of films that are great in in cinema like in, in theaters um and like really uh heighten that sort of theater experience and mm-hmm. like watching with others and there's others that are more personal um and and i i think it, this is kind of one of those one of those stories one of those films yeah for sure uh, now i want to watch it at home i think you know what did you say it's going to be on Netflix in like a couple weeks? A couple weeks, I think. I okay. think beginning of November. Like that. Um, I just had a really random thought while we were talking about Nora briefly. Um, well, in, in itself, like I think she's a really, really interesting character. Really interesting. Just from like the moment that we meet her. I We were talking about this on the bus here that everyone kind of, some people laughed when Laura Dern, that actor who plays Nora, came on screen. Yeah. And I didn't know why. I was yeah. like, is there some kind of like hidden... It was just like joke. You I'm knew what was coming. Yeah, I guess yeah. like just yeah. even her okay. appearance yeah. just screams like California divorce lawyer yeah. for some yeah. reason. Yeah, it does. Like yeah, her of office and she's um, like the best tea, the best cookies. Her hair's done. Mm. She's like ready. Oh, she kicks her shoes off. And I love yes, that yes. detail. Listen, like taking yeah. the heels off, and yeah. she kind of just like bounces onto yeah. this couch next to Nicole her just her and like more. claws out. Yeah. She's yeah. like, let me know what's going on in your yeah, life. Like um, spill the tea. So. Yeah, which I think, I don't know, it's funny how we're talking about how Nora in the end, like she's very much like you won, we got 55%. Like now Charlie can't brag to his friends mm-hmm. that he got 50-50 or whatever. Um, it kind of reminds me a lot. Of, uh, I don't I mean, I don't want to generalize. Like, of course, not all of my female friends are like this or anything. But there is a lot of that kind of discourse where if you have a breakup with someone, it's very much like we'll support each other Mm -hmm. as women, you know, but sometimes it can get to a point that is almost toxic Toxic. where we're so against that person like that. Are you turning that into this like boiling pot? And she was like, he 
she's really yeah, like she's just poking yeah. her and kind of yeah stirring the pot and making things out to be worse than they are which part of it is, of course as we said is like a projection, projection. of mm-hmm. her own her, um, failed relationship yeah. um but i i feel like a little bit of that happens too in our own friendships yeah. as well um sure. when we're when we break up with someone how our way of, of of showing support for our friends or siding with them is often like villain vilifying mm-hmm. others the yeah, other the, the party, other, the other Maybe, party. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, even I, if even if they are like a decent person like yeah. both both charlie and nicole had to say to their lawyers like oh charlie's not a bad guy like he's a good person mm-hmm. and charlie would say like nicole's not horrible yeah she's great um but we're yeah even on a just like more friend level i think sometimes we do push each other that direction maybe it's like what we think is necessary to create distance between people yeah to make to like separation easier you have to hate them yeah i don't know i just think that's interesting and like the process of a breakup um and just exes and things like that when does you know, hatred become forgiveness or um, staying friends. Like, how how does that possibility work for people? Um, and yeah, yeah. In what ways do they kind of remain in your life, if at all? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's super interesting. Like meeting anybody who is friends with their ex or something. I'm always like, wow, mm-hmm. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, not for I mean, Char- Charlie and Nicole have kind of managed to do it. I think it's a lot different when you when have, you have a kid, yeah, because well, then know, you have this a, factor tying you together forever, forever, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was kind of curious, uh, Bex, who you are in um, production design—that's mm. your background. Mm. What you thought about the film in that regard? I really loved how there was like bare walls everywhere, mm-hmm. like. It, it made us focus more on the characters or even just like the framing. Um, Nicole walks into Charlie's apartment and she's like, there's nothing on your walls and points it out. But there's this one picture that's across from the couch. And when they're arguing, when we see Nicole, she her like her body and her head is framed within the frame of that picture. And I just really enjoyed that. The one picture that's on the wall they used mm-hmm. to frame her Um and then her mother's house, Nicole's mother's house in L.A., also has bare walls. Um, but, like, there's wallpaper everywhere. So there's these weird details. I'm not – I was trying to think, like, what they're trying to convey through the mom's house. I'm not sure if it was, like, comfort Space. or hominess. <laughs> but it still was, like, eerie mm-hmm. because there was lots of white walls with some, like, floral, gross, tacky wallpaper. But – and like picture frames sitting on shelves, but nothing like, oh, there was a bit on the wall upstairs, I guess, mm-hmm. to show just like family, but yeah, not like not too much. I um, feel like we pay attention to such different things. Yeah. I did not catch that at all. Well, and like very, very bare, he like the Bert, his lawyer and his office, it's kind of mm-hmm. like these yellow green walls. Yeah. Just like old not super well taken care of and it kind of yeah very embodies very different than nora's office yeah yeah which was like modern lots of windows and same with that other lawyer charlie brought in yeah more Um, la style yeah you see the the la like through the massive window yeah cities there and Mm -hmm. the guys are talking they just really captured each person each space very well i think space but i was amazed that they could leave the walls blank and it worked yeah like they didn't have to i don't know we learned that you need to put so much in a scene to make it look real mm-hmm. but they they didn't and it still looked really real and yeah. felt real that's that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we mentioned earlier the uh space thing how like multiple times when they're trying to convince charlie he should move to la they're mm. like oh yeah the space there's this space, you know. Here. There's what about the, the space, space? Oh, yeah, yeah. and then also the woman, the evalu- evaluator who comes to see, you know, whether Charlie's a good parent or not. Yeah. She's like, yeah, LA's great, a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that's the whole thing about that that sort of love for a place that boy well, he's not even from. Like the beginning, Nicole talks about like 
how it was like, oh, Charlie's more of a native New Yorker than yeah, someone he's from more New, New York. Yorker than anyone exactly. I know. Exactly, he's a, kind of he, he's made it his own, mm-hmm. um, like really fit in there. And then like moving to this sort of soulless LA kind of thing is like pretty hard for him. Yeah, there's a lot of emphasis on location. We're a New York yeah. family. Yeah. Or are they an LA based family? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean to be from somewhere? So your kid goes to school in LA. You were married in LA. Nicole's born and raised there. Yeah. So does that make us LA people or kind of oh, they've weird. lived in New York for 10 years? And, and it's also about that individual um, feeling of, of belonging and, and sense. And, and then when you tie that forever intertwined with another person because mm-hmm. you have a child and a marriage, it's like, wh- where does that go? Like she right. feels mm-hmm. like she's from LA, but he feels like he's from New York. And are they, so what kind of family are they? Who has the say in that? Mm-hmm. Right. And are locations like so fundamental to a relationship that they can tear people apart to that level? Mm-hmm. You know, like how much are, how much should we be willing to compromise where we want to be geographically to like where we want to be in life or with a person or things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe in also with them being like, oh, the space is so great. I feel like it's it's like a like a polite way to kind of address the whole thing of him needing to be closer to his son instead of people just being like, you should move here because your son lives here. They're using these like more superficial ways to appeal to him I that just space, sound really space, shallow and stupid. Is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of analysis of like the industry as well, like arts or en- entertainment um, with him being more into theater, avant-garde sort of Broadway style. And then, her starting in film and stuff mm-hmm. but then moving to it because of Charlie but then wanting to go back and then those are those sort of two distinct east versus west coast entertainment right. kind of arts this industries. This thought just hit me but it kind of makes me think of like almost La La Land. Yeah, a little bit. How their dreams are very yeah. you know different Yeah. Um, and in the end you know that's what splits them apart. Yeah. Like it's not that related. Them, but I think choosing... we were just talking about that movie the other day. Yeah, so yeah. that's why it was on my mind. Yeah. But. Mm. No, it does. It, it is a bit of a well, we were just talking about how it it's it, some of the script and Charlie is a bit of a projection of, mm-hmm. of Bombach himself probably and and potentially his relationship yeah. um, within Greta. the industry and with Greta and how that works. Right, right. Yeah. So if you like go home and look up some pictures of Noah Baumbach and, <laughs> and Greta. Greta Gerwig, and it's kind of really scary how much they Ooh. resemble um, the Charlie characters. and Nicole in the movie. Yeah, and yeah, Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are both, you know, in the film industry. They're directors. both directors. Um, Greta Gerwig recently started directing yeah. like mm-hmm. in the past few years and nicole starts directing in the end of the in film the end and well, she wins and an award or she's nominated for an award for it, for it. Yeah, for it. Think, yeah. and so has greta gerwig for lady bird and she won yeah 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 so pretty interesting parallels there mm-hmm. um and i think they had a son like earlier this year or something like it's pretty recent so yeah we were kind of talking about is this you know like a what if a what if? Like this yeah, is what like our a divorce would look like. An anxious yeah. alternate reality a, or something um, years a gu- down the road. A guidebook. Not what, yeah. what not to do. Yeah. Yeah, I would be curious, you know, what their inter- what their own discussions were about making yeah. this movie. Yeah. Like, what, if she was They like, want to come on the show. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's so. a call out to you guys. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really interesting parallels. Yeah. And his own, like, Noah Baumbach's own background in... Um, having his parents being divorced when he was younger and growing up in that environment and things like that, of course, are all reflected here as well. Um, I think it's a good time to take one last break and then we'll be back to close off the show. Um, Yeah, we're just in our final stretch here, but we'll be right back.
Ta-ta. Now the patriarchy is dead, and we killed it. If you identify as a woman, femme, trans, or non-binary, CITR wants you on the air. You can talk about literally whatever you want as long as you care about it. No worries if you have no experience. We'll train you in everything you need to know. Come by CITR and say hi. Hey, hi, hello. From 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday to Friday to help us never play Led Zeppelin on CITR 101.9 FM ever again. Independent pop duo Mating Rituals will be bringing their dance rock sound to the Biltmore Cabaret on October 18th with On and Glass Forest. Get your tickets now at mrgconcerts.com or Red Cat Records. Welcome back to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. Um, we're just in our last couple minutes here, and we just wanted to do a quick, you know, kind of hot potato of what of our, our favorite moments or favorite aspects of the movie were, just to close off. Um, Reed, would you like to start? Sure. Um, I wasn't, wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I just, yeah, no, the, I just wanted to say how good the acting was um, on both of those, like some of the best I've, I've seen from, from both of them, uh, obviously Adam Driver was great in Black Klansman last year. Oh yeah, and we really got to see him shine in the, in a in a larger way there. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in terms of a little bit more like drama, personal based story role, uh, uh, character role, he he did amazing in this film as well as Giants and so. Yeah, yeah. Bex. Um, I think like my favorite scene was they were both on the subway. And we just see each of them separate. Like, he's leaning against the door, she's sitting down, and then we see a wide shot of them both, like, right across from each other, mm-hmm. but not talking and, like, kind of looking at each other, but it's not really. But it's like the train is going in the same direction, but they're both going their separate ways. Right. I feel like it was, like, a great summary of the Yeah, movie with overall. the pole in the middle of that shot mm-hmm. as well. It was so just really, really well laid yeah. out. It was beautiful. Um, I feel like mine are, like, a mixture of those two. I love the acting as well, especially in that argument scene. Um, I don't know. It was just like bone chilling, honestly. It's mm. maybe the best acting I've seen in years. Oh, wow. Um, and also, yeah, just kind of overall aesthetic. Like, I'm pretty sure it's shot in film. Yep. And it's just really beautiful. Like, all of the things in New York. And I don't know. It just, yeah, it feels really real. It feels like my own, like, memories or something that's like within my own experience there's some kind of familiarity or nostalgia there yeah there was you you knew the time period Mm -hmm. was now but it didn't really matter at all yeah and you get to know them and the places that they love and things like that um i think that's what really made it for me in the end Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's marriage story thanks for listening um thanks guys for being on here yeah giving up part of your friday and yeah we'll be back for more um not the next not next week but the week after And we'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Serious. Rhythm. Machine.